Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no one on this earth besides Jesus that came to earth for us that has not sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23. Come on, now y'all didn't really make any comments about the Romans road to salvation. Surely y'all have heard it, right? Okay. I think I lost you. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 10.9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In Romans 10, 13, of course, I probably have these all out of source from where you might have uh, heard them and all, but Romans 10, 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many of you have called on the name of the Lord? Amen? You've called on the name of the Lord, and you're saved. When, when I accepted Jesus, when I believed on the name of Jesus, what was the first thing that, that, that I dwelled on? Man, I, I, I'm going to heaven. I'm no longer going to hell. I'm going to heaven. And for so many, that's all you get. That's all you know. That's all you've been taught. And that's as far as you go with the message of salvation. But salvation is so much more. Salvation includes so much more. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son... That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How many of you have everlasting life? Amen? Um, if any of you ever heard of um, evangelism explosion witnessing? Hey, I saw quite a few people uh, born again with evangelism explosion. <laughs> I'm not real sure about that look, but... Um, one of the one of the first questions I remember actually we were um, we would you know have people turn in names during the week and we would decide who's going to go visit this person and um, obviously it was always three people that that witnessed in a in a, uh, a setting and I remember going to this house and I don't even remember who the person was but I remember they were drunk and I'm thinking okay we're not getting anywhere here <laughs> this guy's drunk so we just prayed. Lord, just sober him up. You know what? Just like that, he was sober. And we led him to Jesus. There is more. There is more. The salvation message is not just a ticket to heaven. But there's so much more. And just what that did to me, God wanted him saved more than I did. And us being obedient and hearing the Holy Spirit just to pray that, got him to where he needed to be to hear the gospel message so we got to be you know aware of who you're witnessing to aware of how the holy spirit's leading you um i missed uh, friday night because i was in the back serving but saturday night's message about being led um with pastor earl and even in prayer that that kept um saturday afternoon that kept coming up in me being led being led being led and then he talks so much about that, being led, how that when we're praying, you need to be led on how to pray. 
sure, he talked about the hurricane and, and um, obviously we didn't want it to destroy anything, but he was led, he prayed. Now, God, how do I pray about this hurricane? How do I pray so that I hear your voice and I have faith in what you said to be able to pray and stop this? And so many times we just enter into a prayer just, just like this and, and we really don't have the word of God yet on how to pray for the situation. So it's so important that we do take the time to listen to the Holy Spirit, take the time to hear the word of God, to know how to pray. But one of the questions that was asked is, if you died today, do you know for sure that you'd go to heaven? But just just, um, just different ways, and I'm sure there's different ways that all of you have been taught or, or led by the Holy Spirit on uh, witnessing and how to witness to people. Um, and, and still, that is so important that we lead people to Jesus, that we tell them about the good news, that we um, bring them, help bring them to a place by the Holy Spirit that they can know who Jesus is and what he's done for them. I think we, um, a lot of times because of where we live, we just assume everybody knows, but they don't. They don't know how much our Father loves them. They don't know what Jesus really did for them. And we just kind of pass it off by, you know, well, they know. No, they don't. They need to know the love that's inside of you to know what God's done for them. So be, um, be aware. Make yourself aware to the Holy Spirit and, and uh, what he wants you to do through each day and, and being a witness. But looking at the word um, salvation, the word salvation in Greek is, um, uh-huh, that word, soteria. I don't know how to pronounce that. And it's derived from sozo and soter, which means savior. Satoria simply means Savior saves. And maybe this is not being recorded, so some of y'all can go back and say, well, she said that wrong. Um, but according to Strong's Concordance, the root meaning goes beyond just the forgiveness of sins. So that, like I said, that just began to stir in me. What, what, what is salvation? What does the word salvation mean? Because salvation, like I said growing up, meant I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. And I'm telling you right now, you couldn't have convinced me otherwise. Because when you get the word of God and you get fully convinced, you know without a shadow of doubt what belongs to you. And when you know what belongs to you, you can hold on to it and you can hold on tight. And nobody's going to talk you out of it. And nobody was going to talk me out of my salvation and can't now. I know that I have salvation in Jesus. In biblical terms, Satoria is the act of a Savior God that made provision for deliverance, restoration, preservation, and salvation for mankind. We need that. This world needs that. We needed that. If you're born again, you have that. You have deliverance. You have restoration. You have preservation. But my salvation... I've learned, especially over the last uh, few years, the salvation that I have is so, so much more. So much more than a ticket to heaven. So much more than a ticket to heaven. And, and you know what? People aren't looking for just a ticket to heaven. They have crises daily. People around you have crises each day, and they need to know that there's a God that will provide for them today. 
that will get them out of the bondage that they're in today. Not just when I die, I'm going to heaven, but they have bondages that are holding them back. They have strongholds that are holding them back. They have things that are tearing them down that make them want to commit suicide. And we have that answer. And it's not just, hey, well, okay, well, when you die, you're going to heaven. But you have the answer for today. You have the answer. You have the deliverance inside of you, the power of God, the word of God, just one word. One word. That's what you can give them. One word. The word, the name of Jesus can do so much. You just speak the name of Jesus and it can calm a situation. I'm telling you, you get in a situation where people people are mouthing off at work. You just quietly speak the name of Jesus. It's amazing what can happen. They might fuss, but it probably won't be around you anymore. What does salvation look like to you? How do you see it? Where are you in your thoughts with salvation? When you hear the word salvation, I just, you know, just do a self-check. What do I think about? What does it include? What does it entail when I think of the word salvation? Salvation includes eternal life. You know what, I'm just going to name just a few because there's so many things that salvation includes. We'd still be talking about this next year. But just a few things tonight because I know y'all want to get out of here by 8. Romans 6, 23, once again, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. For God, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Eternal life is not simply the quantity or how long, but also the quality of life. How good. I read that yesterday and I was like, wow. It's not just a length of time, but it's how good it is. The quality of life that I get to live. The quality of life that Jesus provides through salvation. That's what he wants us walking in. That's what he wants us striving for. That's what he wants us to believe for. Is a quality of life. A good life. An eternal life that involves a quality life. Amen? Salvation includes becoming a new creation. Some of you don't like the person you were. We better all not like the person we were before Jesus. But we have become new creations. We are a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. You know, so maybe sometimes we just need to get that one verse and read it over and over and over and over. To renew our minds to the fact that I am not that old person. I am a new creation. I am a new creature. I am new. I am in Christ. I am in Christ. When you get that in you, when you get it satisfied in your heart, settled in your heart, Satan or nobody else can talk you out of it. Your mind going in in different directions can't take you out of that. You are a new creation. You are a new creature. In the um, New King James Version, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. 
Behold, all things have become new. All things. All things mean what? All. All things. And uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Righteousness in Greek is um, justification, innocent, holy. This eternal life and new creation begins the very moment that by faith you receive Jesus and believe on him as your Savior. That very moment. But that doesn't mean that you know everything. That doesn't mean that you are aware of all the provisions and all the things that came with salvation. So he said that if I held it down here, it was going to make that noise. And I told him I was going to blame it on him. But uh, he said he would put something on the screen to let him know it wasn't him. So I'm just letting y'all know that was me. That was not the sound guy. Okay. I told him he might do me like, were any of you here uh, when Pastor Rod Schaefer was here? And uh, yeah, the verse came up on the screen. Okay. Y'all aren't laughing, so you don't know. We won't go there. I'm going to be nice so he won't do that to me. <laughs> but by faith, we have to learn what is, what has been provided for us through salvation. You, you are, yes, an automatic. Immediately, once you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you immediately become a new creature. You are righteous. You will never be any more righteous than you were that very day, that very moment. But... You were not aware of all the provisions that came with that. You're not aware of everything or who you are in Christ. That becomes something that you grow in. That becomes something that you learn. You go from faith to faith. We learn faith to faith who we are in Christ. So, I mean, you know, you, you look at somebody and you think, well, they just have it all together. They know it all. No, they don't. No, they don't. Maybe they're... Um, they're convinced, though, who they are in Christ. They know who they are in Christ, and they're not worried about what everybody else thinks. They're not worried about what you think, because they know who they are in Christ. And that's the way we need to become, is that we know who we are in Christ. So I don't have to really worry about what you think about me. Now, that doesn't give me the right to live how I want to. You are to live holy. You have been brought into the kingdom of God and you were to live holy and strive to live a holy life. But Jesus has made us righteous. It's because of what he did that I'm righteous. Not because of anything I've done or what I try to do. I'm righteous because of Jesus. Have you ever heard of the, actually I think I've said this in here before, uh, being righteousness consciousness. The ability to stand in the presence of God without the sense of guilt, without the sense of inferiority, as if sin never existed. And even as a born-again Christian, when you sin, all you need to do is ask for forgiveness. And that's wiped clean. You are righteous. You are righteous. You can stand before any, um, anything, anyone. And you are righteous. You can stand before the kingdom of darkness. You've been brought into the kingdom of light. And you can stand before the kingdom of darkness knowing that you are righteous and that you have that power. You have that authority that we just sang about. 
just one word, Jesus, you have that power and that authority. Salvation includes deliverance. I'm sure we all have something in the past or in the present that, that we feel like we need deliverance from. But Jesus gave us deliverance at the moment that we were born again. We are delivered from the kingdom of, of darkness. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. The power of darkness, it, it, there is no power of darkness over you. There is no power of darkness that has authority over you. You have authority over the power of darkness. You've been delivered. You've been delivered from the power of darkness. And you've been brought into the kingdom of light. I like what it says though. It delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. And the New Living Translation says, For He has rescued us, rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His dear Son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Physically, do you see that you were transferred into uh, light? Spiritually, you've been transferred. I mean, this is real. This is real. No, you might not have seen anything happen physically, being transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You not, might not have been moved from one location to another. But in the spirit, in the real world, in the real world, you've been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of light. You have been translated into the kingdom of light. You're no longer in the kingdom of darkness. The Passion Translation says, He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translate us, translated us into the kingdom realm of His beloved Son. For in the Son, all our sins are canceled and we have the release of redemption through his very blood. The New American Standard. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness. And transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. In whom we have redemption. The forgiveness of sins. In 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people for God's own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. We just have to make a decision if we're going to walk in that light or not. You know, you, have, you make a choice every day. Am I going to walk in darkness or am I going to walk in light? It's your choice. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And the uh, New King James, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for his mercy. And, um, you know, back in Exodus chapter 3, Moses was called by God 
to bring uh, God's people out of Egypt. Can you imagine being told to go um, <laughs> into a place and just go right before the Pharaoh and tell him, said, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead God's people out of here? I mean, really, can you imagine going before um, some official, political official, and just telling them, hey, those people you have locked up over there, uh, God said, let them go. I mean, you know, we read these stories, and we don't see it on a day-to-day, face-to-face basis. Well, yeah, that's a story. That God did that, yeah. I'm telling you, God's telling some of you to do things that just look foolish, that you're uncertain about. But if you have the Word of God, you need to follow it. And we need to be more aware of what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do because there are people that he wants us to bring out of bondage, to lead out of bondage, and it's going to take one of us to help do it. I mean, throughout the Old Testament, when he uh, delivered his people, there was always somebody leading. He told somebody what to do, and they had to go do it. You know, I was reading in, uh, are any of you doing your daily Bible readings so I was reading in it and uh, you know Moses was the one that was told to do these things but if you'll read some of it Aaron actually did some of the things I mean I know he was his spokesman but he actually did some of the things that God told Moses to do but yet when we read it we see it as Moses doing those things because that's the person that God said go do this and if God's told you to do something and you feel incapable First of all, you shouldn't feel incapable because he called you out to do it. But he will provide for you the people needed to help. And I don't know who this is for, but whatever God's telling you to do, you need to do it. Just seek him. Just, you know, don't step out not knowing what your what your what the word is. But if he's told you to do something, spend some time with him and find out so that the Holy Spirit can tell you what steps to take. And how to get there. And don't expect the, the entire um, road to be paved out before you. Because it's only going to be bit by bit. It's faith to faith. And you're going to have to take that first step of faith to, to get past that first direction. Well, actually, Pastor Earl talked about that Saturday night. You know, he's going he's gonna to give you... God is our, the Holy Spirit is our GPS, and he's going to tell you a little bit, and then when you get to the next location, he's going to tell you where to go from there. But trust him and do it. Be obedient, because that's your life. That's his plan and purpose for your life. And if you don't follow that, then you're not going to get to the next step. But he's leading you. Just listen to him and follow. Do it. And just always be aware that the Holy Spirit's not going to ever tell you to do anything that doesn't line up with the Word of God. So if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, that's not Him. Just go ahead and throw that out. But if it doesn't contradict the Word of God and you really feel like He's leading you, then you need to step out on it. Do what He's telling you to do. All right. Salvation includes peace. Any of you need peace? John 16, verse 32 and 33. Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. Any of you feel like that in 2020? 
you got kind of left to your own. You're scattered. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He doesn't say that there won't be tribulation. There will be tribulation. We've seen that. But there is peace in God. There is peace knowing that he's with me. There is peace knowing that I'm hearing his voice and the steps that I'm taking are directed by him. And I'm following those steps. So I know that his hand of protection is upon me. I know that if I'm following in the, the, the path that he's leading me, that I'm, I'm, in his, I'm in his will. I'm in his plan. I'm in his purpose. And he's going to take me to that next step. And I'm in his provision. All the provision that I need will be there. You might not see it, but it's going to be there. You'll see it when you need it. It'll be there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You know, a lot of times we want peace without presenting our prayers, without presenting our petitions. We don't take the time to, to get in his presence to get that peace. So if you want to walk in that peace, present your petitions to him. Present everything to him. To find that peace, to know that peace. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We don't have to understand everything to have peace. And for the most part, you're not going to understand everything. You're not going to understand how everything's going to work out the way he's planned. But you can have peace because we have a God that we can trust. You can walk in peace. Because we have a God that you can trust. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Salvation includes healing. Anybody need healing? Salvation includes healing. You've been given healing. Salvation includes healing. Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. We are to live as righteousness, as righteousness with healed bodies. You think he would have said we needed healing if, if there wasn't sickness? There's sickness in the world. And when you get sickness, you, you can stand on the word of God for healing. It is available. It is available through salvation. It is available to you. Jesus took stripes on his body so that you could be healed. Mark 7, 37. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. We need to be seeing blind eyes open, ears open. Mark 16 and 18. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will, maybe, no, they will recover. 
they will recover. Romans um, verse chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We are here to live faith to faith. Faith to faith. So if there's not anything right now that you're believing God for, that you're not standing in faith for, you need to get in faith. You need to find something from the word of God that you need to be standing on, that you're believing for. That's the only way your faith is going to grow. That's the only way you're going to continue to grow spiritually is to move from faith to faith. So we need to be we need to be believing God for things. You remember Pastor Ashley said Sunday, this is just the beginning. We're going to move on. We're going to be moving on to new to bigger things. And it's the same faith. It's the same faith that we use. You receive salvation by faith. And at that moment, because of what Jesus did for us in the death, burial, and resurrection, you were instantly made righteous. Instantly. But as we continue to move from faith to faith, and as we continue to grow in the word, then we're going to become more aware, more conscious of what has been provided with, through salvation. We're going to grow up in God. Amen? You going to grow up in God, anybody? Just like Romans 1.17 says, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. There's a lot more to salvation than what we already know. We have a job to do in the kingdom of God. And we can't do it adequately if we don't know who we are. If we don't know what's been provided. If we don't walk in it. You know, how are, if, if I can't have faith to receive healing in my body, how am I going to pray for somebody else? How am I going to stand with them and believe God for something in their life that, that, is, that is so important to them that it's, it's tearing their part of life if, if I'm not believing God for something in my life as well? You can't help um, somebody else pick up um, weights if, you can't, if you're not picking them up in your own life. If you're not growing there uh, physically, you can't help anybody else. But if I'm growing spiritually and I'm, I'm uh, increasing my faith and I'm growing in my faith, then I'm able to help somebody else. Amen? We got a lot to do. I told you I'd have you out by 8. I mean, might even have you out early. Um, how many of you came this past weekend? How many were here? Amen? I would just encourage you to um, invite people. Obviously, we don't want to um, try to take anybody from their own church on a Sunday or anything like that. But these are off days, Friday and Saturday night. Invite people to come. I'm telling you, there is a message and there's something happening here that we want other people to get a hold of. We want to encourage other people. We want to grow with, um, with our fellow Christians in, in Valdosta. If we want to see a difference in this area and in other areas, then we, we need more people involved. We need more people equipped. It's not a competition, but it's a church. It's a body. It's a family. And we're all learning and growing together. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. 
If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.